Saturday with Colm O'Mongon on RTE Radio 1. Hello again. My panel this week is Kieran O'Donnell, Minister of State at the Department of Housing and Fine Gael TD for Limerick City, Ivana Bacic, Labour Party leader and TD for Dublin Bay South and also the party's housing spokesperson and Martin Kenny, Sinn Féin spokesperson on Justice and TD for Sligo Leitrim. Well, with the ending of the eviction ban from April 1st, there are fears there could be a steep rise in the number of families entering emergency accommodation and Neve Lamb is Family Services Manager with Focus Ireland. She joins me now on the line. Neve Lamb, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Colin. Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. We heard from the AGSI's Antoinette Cunningham about the limits of what Garda stations can cope with earlier. What are your concerns in that regard if emergency accommodation is overwhelmed and Garda stations can't cope? What are your services going to have to deal with? Well, just to say, Colin, it's deeply concerning that we're back at a situation again. It's it's quite appalling to hear us talk about children and families spending the night in Garda stations. We listened to Antoinette there a few moments ago explain that they're at capacity themselves. They don't have a resource to supply supports to families in crises arriving in the middle of the night or daytime homeless. So, you know, the services that we support, the, the hubs where we have staff working, they're at capacity as well. We have already had incidents recently where families are being sent to guard stations it's really not good enough in, in this day and age that families are being sent to Garda stations. Uh, and what, what do you offer in those hubs, Neve? So what we offer is we have a multidisciplinary team. We have staff, we have child support workers working with the children and we have case managers working directly with the parents, helping to support to get them out of homelessness as quickly as possible. So in the good times, we were moving on four or five times the amount of families we're moving on every month now out of homelessness because the supply just isn't there. So if somebody, somebody rings you seeking advice, what, what can you tell them uh, after April 1st if they find themselves having been evicted? Well, what will happen is that they'll quickly become homeless and, and they'll present to the, 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 the hubs that we support. Now, we do have many supports in Focus Ireland, so I'd, I'd urge anyone listening today that's, that's concerned to email us at help at focusireland.ie or to go on the Threshold's website to get advice and information on their rights as a tenant. You know, what what we're looking for in Focus Ireland is we, we, we recognise that there's a balance. There's a balance for landlords and there's a balance for um, those in private rented at the moment. Every, we're looking to have the government really recognise that, you know, this is not a situation, this this reactivation of the the eviction ban it's it's not going to work. We're going to see such an influx of people that really the advice that we're giving is that we're concerned. We're very concerned. We don't know where these homeless families are going to be staying because there's just not the accommodation anymore. There's not the emergency accommodation, which is quite shocking to have to say this. And what preparations are you able to make, if any, in advance of April 1st? Well, what we're doing with our staff at the moment is that they're already... And I, I, I don't mean to speak to, about the families who work at, at capacity, but like we are at full capacity. So we're trying to triage, um, you know, families that are ringing. We're trying to offer support and guidance. We're trying to work from a clinic-based system where we can fit more families in to support them. But the reality is there's nowhere for these families to go in homeless services at the moment. And how would how long would you like to have seen the eviction ban extended for? I appreciate what you say there about you would like to have seen a balance struck between tenants and landlords. But in terms of extending the ban, how long would you have liked to have seen it extended by? 
Well, recently Scotland extended it by, I think it was on, until September, because they have recognised that there isn't an alternative option at the moment that, you know, by by ending it, it would increase the numbers of homelessness. So we're looking for the government to look at, you know, long-term sustainable housing and social housing. Like that, that, is, that is what we're looking for, to have better measures in place. Like Focus Ireland recently launched a briefing paper with the Chartered Accountants of Ireland with more measures to provide parity in taxation and for corporate and individual landlords. So we, we need... We need an emergency response to be given to this. This this is crisis point now at the moment. So we need all the... We we, we don't want to get into the partisan politics of it. We want to get the government to work together to create, much like what happened in the pandemic, there was a great response to help homelessness. There was lots of things happened and people worked together to create a much better outcome for families at risk of homelessness and who became homeless. And that's what we're looking for here. This needs to be treated like a, an emergency, a crisis situation. And what, In dealing with families, I mean, you've called for a trauma-led response where children are concerned. Why that particular approach and what are you seeing that led you to call for that? So homelessness in itself is a trauma. If you can imagine, Colm, if a, a family finding out their becoming homeless. That's the beginning of the trauma. Then what happens next is they have to pack their bags, they have to move out. They can't even bring everything with them. They can't bring the family pet. The, the, the local community supports go, the neighbours, maybe the grandparents supports nearby. Their whole world is turned upside down and that's before they even arrive at the homeless accommodation that they're in. Then they're faced with further traumas of trying to get to their school of origin the parents are in trauma themselves. So there's layers and layers of trauma that happens to children in homelessness. And um, You may have heard ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences. So what they are are traumatic events that happen in childhood. And when children experience trauma after trauma after trauma, there's lots and lots of scientific evidence that has shown that this leads to chronic health issues in later life, mental illness, you know, potentially homelessness down the future themselves. If these if these traumas aren't picked up on and supported. So thankfully we have child support workers on our team and our case managers as well. We recognise all the individuals in the family and what traumas they're going through. And we try to minimise the trauma that they're experiencing by seeing them from a trauma-informed lens and support them. But, you know, it's, it's very hard to continue to do this when services are under pressure, stretched, under-resourced because of this new wave of homelessness. Like we're, we're predicting that there's going to be a reactivation now of more notices of terminations that were in place before the eviction ban. And then alongside that, there's going to be a new wave of evictions. So it's the perfect storm here, really, for a massive catastrophic crisis in homelessness. All right. Neve Lamb, Focus Ireland. Thanks very much for joining us um, this afternoon. Well, and you've mentioned families there. Um, Morning Ireland, our colleagues during the week heard from Igija Jamal, who's a mother of six, talking about her predicament and fears for eviction post-April 1st. Let's hear from her. My eight, almost nine years son, he's stressing. He's saying, I don't want to change the school because he has lots of friends over here. And he say, I can't leave this place and adopt in the new place. He said, so I go to new school and then we will be somewhere and then they will call me as a homeless person. He's very stressful about that. He's every day talking about this, every day. There's no day 
that he he not talk about that. I don't want, mommy, please, can you find a house near to the school? I don't need to change the school. I say I'm trying my best. That was mother of six, Agija Jamal there. Um, Kieran O'Donnell, can they find a house? Where are people supposed to go? This is still a question nearly a week into this. Where are people who are evicted supposed to go if they lose their home after April 1st? The, for, for families or for anyone, uh, we have a scheme, a tenant in situ scheme, which is a scheme that has been up and running. Uh, I believe it has been very disappointing from the, the local authorities' side. Effectively, if a tenant is on Haparaz, the local authority can purchase that house and continue with them as a tenant. They, they can, but they're not purchasing them because well, there are only 25 tenant in situ purchases have been I'm, made since I'm, January 2022 in Dublin. I'm, there are 1,873 eviction notices have been issued according to the Residential Tenancies Board. That's a big mismatch. And we, we've... It's been very disappointing to date. I accept that. It's been inconsistent across it's the It's disappointing local. for you. It's existential for families who are going to be and we, the Minister O'Brien has written to the local authorities again this week telling them, in no uncertain terms, to get on with buying houses where there's a tenant in situ. There is no uh, reason. If some authorities can do it, the others can do it as well. This is an emergency situation, as Niamh has said. We 1,500 tenant in situ uh, uh, numbers out there. If they're exceeded, and we want them to be exceeded, there'll be no question of additional funding to provide in this area. And you had uh, Amija, am I pronouncing her name correctly? Amija Jamal. Speaking about her situation. We want to keep children in their homes. Right. How can we do that? The councils need to get on purchase these houses okay, for people that, that are on, on. They're on. not going to be purchased by April 1st, but you said there it's an emergency situation. Yes. But this eviction ban has been in place for six months, the guts of. How is it an emergency in that situation? Like, when was the decision made, the final decision made, not to extend the eviction ban? The cabinet made that decision. I know, but when, did, it, they, it when did they make up their minds to do it? Well, I'm, I mean, I can't. They made the ultimate decision in the cabinet meeting on Tuesday. And what, what was the plan? The plan was, this is not a popular decision, and I accept that. But, if but from what you've said, I know, but from what you've said, you want me, the, you want me I to do. explain, I'll give you an explanation, okay? Because this is very, very important. This ban, this uh, eviction moratorium was brought in last October as a temporary measure for a winter eviction um, uh, ban for period. Uh, at that time, the Taoiseach, uh, the then tarnished, uh, now Taoiseach, Leo Radical, said that there was a worry of unintended consequences where landlords will continue to leave the rental market. Uh, we have found that's the case. The homeless numbers have not come down. In, in the last year, we've seen 13,500 rental properties leave the market. Four or ten properties that were sold in the last quarter were rental properties. That is not sustainable. So we've taken a decision, and the government have taken a decision. It's not a popular one, but it's the right one, that we must ensure that we retain landlords in the market and we get further landlords to come in. There will be measures for the landlords in, in the budget. And we've, in addition to that, for tenants, we've the 1,500 uh, uh, out there now for, for local authorities to get on with purchasing houses where there's tenants in situ. And furthermore, that we want for okay. other people, there's an opportunity to purchase 
And furthermore, there would also be a situation whereby those people could or get cost rental okay. as well. So let me go back to this. So, so the ultimate decision was made prior to the cabinet meeting. I d- on, I'm, on, not privy, I'm not privy sure. to decisions of cabinet. But, on, on but, ultimately, but the, the government announced on the Tuesday the decision. But there, is, but there is no guaranteed response from local authorities. You have Darrell O'Brien writing to local authorities and depending on their response to him, whereas people like Aguija and several other people who are talking about presenting to guard the stations... We are, homeless I, services. we are telling the local authorities to get on with That's it. That's not enough. That's to get on with it. There's 1,500... The, the resources are there. And you, you speak about children in homes. We want them to, to stay in their same schools, there's funding there for it. Okay. It's uh, from government. It's up to the local. I'll, 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 come, to, to, I'll come to the rest of the panel in a moment. Just, but what was the data that you based this decision on? You cited a number of you cited figures there. We've yeah. heard of twenty one thousand people having left. Uh, no, no, thirteen and a half thousand uh, of uh, there was twenty one thousand properties sold last year. Thirteen and a half thousand of those did not did not stay in the rental okay. market. But, and furthermore, four to ten. Uh, properties that were sold in the last quarter were, were rental properties. And, so, and, and when those properties were being sold, how do you analyse how much of a factor the eviction ban was in the sale of those properties? Well, we, the decision we took at the time was that and the Taoiseach was, the Leave Radical was very, the Taoiseach very honest at the time when it was brought in last October. The, our fundamental issue is supply. And we, we brought in the, the eviction ban over the winter period. But when we looked at to see the continual drain of landlords, we had to make a decision. But and what's it, the causal it, link between the eviction ban and the exit of landlords from the markets, which has been going on since for, for, for quite a 43,600 uh, landlords no, had no, already exited no, no, the market no, 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 no. between if, 20, if, 2016 if, and 2021. So con- why was the eviction ban, con- which wasn't if, in place at that if, time, your bet on why they're leaving? Because we, because if you look at the level, the continual level of landlords leaving, government took uh, a decision, a judgment call, that if we continued with the ban and you had a continuing hemorrhage of landlords, it would be a worse situation in six months' time. See, see, and see, Sinn Féin are talking about the 30, 31st of December, the ban being lifted, but they've given no reason. And they were talking about bringing in uh, limits on rents for three years. So how will that work? What's the alternative? Ivana Bajic. It's just, first of all, Colm, it's just so sad. I mean, to hear from constituents, as I'm doing all the time, who are facing this trauma of fear of homelessness. I heard this week from one young mother, one mother in my constituency, who had to go through 300 landlords before she could find a place that she and her children could live. As soon as she told landlords she was on HAP, housing assistance payment, Mm. and her children... There was there was no place for her. She's Savannah, in fear of homelessness. Can I finish? Can I finish, Kieran? I've heard from landlords too, who feel they have been let down by the system. They've approached local authorities who will not engage with them on the tenant and situation. Well, that's wrong. The clear, there, there are clearly measures there that the government could and should have put in place before they took this. May I say, unexpected decision not to extend the eviction ban. In recent weeks, I had been questioning the Taoiseach about whether the eviction ban would be extended, as we in Labour had said it should be, and he had suggested 
suggested to me and I think intimated to other opposition people too that they were seriously considering it. I think we'd all anticipated it would be he continued. He said no decision had been made, Ivana. He said no decision had been made. But he also said, may I say this? No, Kieran, I didn't interrupt you. I didn't interrupt you. He said they were taking legal advice from the Attorney General on this. I think all of us had assumed that there would be no decision to lift the eviction ban until or unless there was a serious set of contingency measures put in place. Instead, we're seeing a hands-off, arm's-length approach by government saying, oh, we've written to the local authorities that they should put in place the tenant in situ scheme. This is the scheme whereby councils buy homes Mm. where landlords wish to sell. This is the clear answer. We support this scheme, but the scheme is simply not being operated. Only seven houses in the whole of Dublin City Council area were purchased by the council in January and February of this year. Only seven. We know that only 13 homes out of over 400 offered to the four Dublin councils were purchased. Uh, So, you know, this scheme is not operating. It's simply not good enough for the minister to say, well, I'm telling the local authorities to do it. I'll, I'll come they back to you in a minute. They should on that, have put in place the mitigation right. measures. And, and it's yeah, unacceptable, Colm, to see families faced having to sleep in Garda stations because the government has not taken the necessary measures before they Take took this point. unconscionable Just decision to, to lift to the eviction ban, leading to a tsunami okay. of evictions right. coming forward Absolutely. from the first Martin of the, the, the reality is that local authorities don't respond to a letter from the minister. They get circulars from the department which tell them exactly what to do. And Owner Bryn done a draft circular last October October and sent it again last week to the minister to send a circular out to the local authorities instructing them as to how they need to do it. That's because been, what they're doing now. what they're doing now is they're using the same criteria as they use as if a person was applying under the scheme for to get a local authority house as to whether or not they can buy one for them or not. Which means it's very bureaucratic, very difficult and very long delays in it. The other point is that an awful lot of people that have been evicted are above the threshold for to be on the local authority housing list and they can't get any, any assistance whatsoever. The minister is saying, you know, we're 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 going to buy the houses for them. At least half of the people that are going to be evicted, they won't they won't come in under that scheme. And and furthermore, and I've written to the Garda Commissioner this week that the local authorities are telling people for to go to their Garda station. And the Garda they have no facilities for to deal with. It's completely unacceptable. And I think the reality here is, and you know, the whole world is aghast. Everyone in the country is sitting with their mouths open, can't now believe think, that the government is behaving right. in this way. And I think it's a reflection as to why we've been in this now crisis in the first now place. Now okay. It is I mean, completely right, bizarre. Okay, one voice at a time. The next voice we're going to hear is put in place the measures. Kieran O'Donnell, please. Can I just address a couple of points? One. Over the period of the ban today, we've put 10,000 social housing units in place. Two, uh, the, 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 the way the eviction ban was, was designed, they'll be staggered over. People are not, you're not going to have a cliff edge. Pe- many people will not get their uh, the, the termination date until the 18th of June. Thirdly. How, how many is an acceptable number? In, in what? There's no acceptable number. In terms of homelessness, there's no acceptable Can I just finish the point, right? In terms of going to Garda stations, we do not want anyone going to a Garda station. That's why we're uh, putting out 2,000 extra in terms of emergency beds to the local authorities. Many of those will be based in Dublin and around the country. We're looking at 1,000 additional rentals. And the category that you speak about, people who are above the social housing income limit, we're bringing in Two new schemes. One, their opportunity, first opportunity to purchase is in France, and one about a cost rental model where the local authorities have purchased a forum. We're looking to, inc- and also in terms of the cost rental out there, right. where they get below 25%, but, but, we're looking to But you're, do, you're doing those. that at a time where 
hotels are taking their rooms back from accommodating uh, Ukrainians and others seeking international protection, those people are also going to be seeking uh, accommodation. Like We're at a point now where the zero-sum game between people seeking international protection here and Irish homeless Colin, people is going to be real, which is I toxic. Fu- I fully accept that it's challenging, right? However, we're determined as a government and the decisions we've made in the eviction ban... I would expect it's not a popular one, and I accept that. But we've done it uh, for for it to ensure that we can get more supply into the market on the rental side. Oh, we'll no have a better position. No that's where you going to come from. Can I, I say this, Colm? That's a few weeks. Okay, you're on about it. We asked the Taoiseach this week and the Housing Minister, what evidence have you got? What evidence did you have for the duration of the eviction ban? And we were told meteorological conditions. It was the winter months. Yeah. We asked what modelling had the government done uh, before they took this drastic decision to lift the ban. They've done no modelling on the effect on homelessness. The numbers of people who are going to be evicted from the first April are clear from the Residential Tenancies Board figures. 4,741 notices of termination served last summer. At least one half to take effect on the first of April. Some will be staggered to June, but we're seeing so many thousands there for our families in fear well, and trauma that, that they important. aren't going to be evicted Please. from the 1st of April and that they have nowhere else and to go. I, it's very so briefly, because I want to go to Keirdegold. Very, very, very briefly. The numbers that that the department have calculated based on the RTB is two and a half thousand people that that their their terminations were paused because of uh, two and a half thousand tenancies. Evictions. Tenancies. Tenancies. Tenancies, please. Which could be 10,000 families. So two and a half thousand is not the 4,700. That number. So that it's two and a half thousand based on our calculations, based on the report. So there's and that will be staggered up to the 18th of June. Okay, I just... I just... I just... I just... I just... But it's not that... Martin Kenny, I'll come... No, no, wait. The government can't lying on measures to incentivise landlords to say, I'm not having anything prepared. I just... I want to go back to the issue of the basis for the decision because there was a Sherry Fitzgerald report that spoke of 21,000 people who had exited the market. 21,000 properties. Properties that had exited the market. And Marion Finnegan of Sherry Fitzgerald was on Morning Ireland during the week. Here's what she said about the reasons why they had exited the market. Ten years ago, it was um, there were two landlords leaving for every one investor in the marketplace. Last year, we reached a point where 37% of our vendors were landlords leaving the marketplace. So what that means in numbers to people listening is that over 21,000 landlords left the market last year. Now, unfortunately, they're leaving for a variety of reasons. Some of them are leaving the marketplace um, because they... Uh, their families' um, requirement necessitates them to to bring in funding. Others are leaving because the tax situation just makes the um, investment unviable. Others are leaving because the structure around Glettings is so complicated that they can't cope with it anymore. But they're speaking with their feet. Kieran O'Donnell, landlords, according to Marion Finnegan, the rationale they're giving is they want the money from the sale of properties, they feel they're overtaxed and there's too much regulation and they're voting with their feet. At no point in her top list of issues was the eviction ban mansion mentioned by Marion Finnegan there. She, so, spoke, she spoke about regulation and certainly the eviction ban put, put, certainly would have put a constraint on landlords. And Can I just make the point as well? well can, I ask, can I just ask, yeah. the, the, I suppose the question is, could those issues that she's talking about that she has the data on mm. driving landlords mm. out of the private men- rental market, could some of those not have been looked at while an extension of the eviction ban was in place before this move was made? The government and cabinet took the view 
uh, and it was. But based on what? That's what I'm b- asking. Based on the the level of attrition in terms of landlords out of the market. Can I just finish the but, point? But that that, that, that is that is the key the question. Are, is the where is the causal link? And how did they establish the causal link between that being the most urgent course of action to take and what they the did? The action was, it was always to be a temporary ban. And the action was, did you extend the ban? And the view taken was, if we extend the ban, you'll have a further uh, accentuating okay. in terms of landlords leaving. That would only make the matter worse. Okay, Martin, and if landlords leave, Many small landlords sell for a whole variety of reasons. They sell because they want, prices are high at the moment, they want to cash in on their property. They sell because a family member wants the property. They sell for a whole variety of reasons. We shouldn't be dependent on the whim of whether a landlords are going to buy or sell their property as to whether people should have a home in this oh, country. The vast yeah. majority of people that are on HAP and that are on RAS don't want to be there. They want the security of a local authority house. And, and government that's, refused that's, to build local sorry, authority houses. We built, with due respect, right? We no, built, you've we built, we, so we built 7,000 alone in the in the eviction period. Okay. You've missed your targets. And missed your targets You're looking at bringing okay. Martin a ban. Uh, uh, you want to, to put a ceiling on rents for landlords for yes. three years. And you bring that in straight away. Yes. How would that bring about landlords staying in the market or coming into the market? The reality is that the, ma- vast, major- the vast majority of people here want to have a secure home over right. their head. And you've made that point, Martin Kenny. Ivana Bacic. Look, the Residential Tenancy Board tell us that 60% of the notices to quit last year from landlords last summer were because the landlords wanted to sell. The way the government could and should have addressed that was by requiring local authorities to buy, to step in to buy those properties from landlords who wish to sell in order to keep families out of homelessness. That was the sort of measure the, that the government should have put in place okay. while, the the, tenant, while they had the breathing space the of the temporary and si- eviction sorry, ban. You, you, and Kieran, may I no, finish I'm, this? Yeah. What we're seeing instead is this hands-off approach saying, well, we Would, sent a letter to local very briefly the tenant situ scheme has been there since last April 500, 500 been, properties been have been this Darryl is not this is nothing it. new so effect, it's not it's ju- it hasn't been operating by the local to, to the extent we would like we want them now to get on this with and stop purchasing for okay to okay we're, local authorities to operate we're going ha- to we're going to have to leave that we'll be back okay we're going to have to go to a break we'll be back after this Saturday with Conor Mungon on RTE Radio 1.